Wonderful. Now we've, we've got Reg joining us today. Reg. He's just chilling below. Oh, he's left. I've got, which well, no surprise because dogs are dumb. I've got Bernie to my left and Max to my right. I don't know. You've got the sun, sun coming in. It's, it's a nice day. Low data mode for all. Let's just do this. Got to do what you got to do. Got to do what you got to do. Content catch. All right, friends and enemies, welcome to episode 18 of The Content Catch-Up. My name is Julian. I'm joined, as always, by the, the lovely Michael Francis Barker. Michael Francis Barker, how are you today? Hi, Julian. Good, thanks. Yeah, Great good. to be here. Great chat. Uh, that's yeah, the show. That's it. That's it. Thanks for joining us another week. No, I'm good. Um, what's been happening? Not a lot. It's a beautiful day outside, though. How are you? Did you just ask and answer your own question? Like, this is not <laughs> how just... it works. You're supposed to, <laughs> you know, ask and then wait for me to answer. We've only been doing this for four seasons and about 3,000 episodes. I don't know if you've got that yet. I thought I'd just come in with a rapid pace, yeah. just like asking uh, one topic to the next, weather chat. Uh, oh, yeah, weather chat, your do you favorite think? thing. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Should I back off that approach? No, I think go for it if it's working for you. Is that how you're making new friends at your workplace? No, I'm still heavily in the, you know, when I first joined Carlton, I was pretty much kept to myself. Oh, I'm, quiet, I'm still, Michael. Yeah, I'm still coming out of that, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What, what, what would you say for the listeners? What do you reckon that time frame was it took? for me to ta- uh, start talking a fair bit. Oh, I reckon it was like maybe six or seven months. Yep, that's reasonable. So it's four months-ish, ish, I think, at, the, at this point. So just a warning to everyone at, in Hoop City, um, you're in for a tough time in about three months. So enjoy it while it lasts. It's more it's more Melbourne United because I sit with the Melbourne United oh, crew. Yeah. I don't really sit with the Hoop City crew. But yeah. um, what's going on? It's It's been a couple of weeks. What, it what's has new been in a your couple world? of weeks. Um. Not a hell of a lot to report on. Uh, just been knuckling down with work. I think everyone in the footy industry is probably creeping towards the the mid-season buy and, and looking forward to that coming around. Um, we had AFLW start up, so good opportunity to be yep. a bit creative with that. Um, a bit of a fresh season and try and tell the stories there, which is always exciting. Um, I haven't really been doing too much, Barks. I've been playing a bit of footy. Um, yeah, has has that guy? I saw a photo of you in the, your story with your yeah, luscious locks. Yeah, one in forty five possessions. Um, thankfully, no one actually. <laughs> Is that officially, real? No, absolutely not. I had about I three, and they were all dog shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a, that's been but a bit I, of fun. But I believed you. Yeah, that's I know. A pretty complimentary towards you that I actually could believe that though. That's the main thing. As long as someone believes me, that's that's all that matters. But no, I've been enjoying that. It's um, it's nice to get out and do something on the weekend and have something consistent mm. like that. Um, but aside from that, pretty um, pretty quiet around here, been just spending some time at home and trying to relax a little bit with work. What about you? What's been happening? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anything too much to report either, but I, I do get your enjoyment of footy because I actually wouldn't mind getting back to, into basketball, but mm. um, a bit more casual. I don't really want the competitive side. Um, the animal comes out of me, so yeah, I just you, want to back off on that. You do have a bit of but white line fever, don't you? You've got a. I think you've got it. Like I think every successful great sports person has that in him, and I'm no different. <laughs> well, you were named after Michael Jordan, so I suppose that is there. <laughs> Was I? Yeah. Um, but no, no, works. Works been busy. We are opening our fourth Hoop City uh, in Caram Downs next month, or this month we're actually aiming for. So uh, I'm sure you're keeping tabs on that one. Yeah, I, I actually am. Uh, what What does that mean for you? Does Does that mean additional work? What does it look like? Uh, yeah, essentially. Well, so I cover three facilities. Well, we've got three Hoop City facilities and with a fourth, it's basically just, I haven't been around since like the beginning of a very new, uh, franchise or facility. So it all sort of be a bit different, but basically just trying to make people aware it exists and do a bit of a soft launch. And then we'll do a bit of a, a bigger launch when we've got more members and more happening. So basically what I've been doing, but just from the start. So trying to build up a database and, People get people down there through the doors. I've got to say, I I am enjoying your transition into to this um this digital manager role because I never thought in my life I would hear you, Michael Francis Barker, 
say that you had any interest (laughs) in um, starting a database or building a database? Oh, it's all about revenue. It's all about revenue. It's all about about that first party data. (laughs) Yeah, I I just throw out terms that you would not expect from me. You'd be very proud. Uh, I don't know what they mean. But (laughs) but I've heard someone say them. The day I start hearing you talk about a rate card, that's when I know um, you've really transitioned into... To the true digital manager. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that is. We'll give it that another six months. I give think. it six but, months. Um, oh, that's exciting, no. though. That's exciting times for Hoop City. A bit of expansion. Yep, yep. Um, and then other work-wise, I actually got to uh, – I got paid to sit and watch the NBA Finals Game 1 party. Uh, it was a bit of a watch Ooh. party that we sponsored at Marvel Stadium. So that was fun. How, that was, was how did that come about? Well, it's essentially Hoopsie just sponsored it for, I guess, exposure. Like we um, mm. had a pretty big part of it. And Luke Longley, the former NBA Australian oh, cool. player, he was he was there for a bit of a, uh, a speech or an interview on stage before the game. And then, yeah, basically just had Hoopsie. Um, we had uh, one of our colleagues, Rosie, she went around and got people were offering a free six-month membership among other prizes. So we just sort of... Just that data. Just that data yeah, grab. just that revenue. Something about money. and Money. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so profits. Profits and loss. Pro- yeah, <laughs> profits and loss. But um, That's exciting. No, I'll leave the other point to... We might leave it for your content because it relates to... Um, Oh, yes, uh, yes, I see this a- in here. AI and, yeah, something to do with my work. But yep. should we, speaking of that, should we go into it? Okay. My content. A, a quick one. Uh, yeah, I just, I also <laughs> wanted to say before we got in there, like, I'm sorry it's not always about you, but your twin brother just got engaged. Did he? Oh, shit. You missed that one. <laughs> not surprising. No, he did. Uh, yeah, no, he did. That was very nice of you to want to touch yeah, on so that. Congratulations, yes, congratulations Daz and Jess yep Daz and Jess um in the lovely was it Croatia yeah, they did it in Croatia he, yeah I don't know what was your feedback that he did it in a poncho and that just wasn't good enough yeah I wasn't a fan of the poncho mm. so they did it um at this wonderful park with a lovely waterfall in the background but uh because it was wet and rainy the whole day they got uh ponchos and Darren was still in his poncho, but Jess took hers off. Not that she knew it was happening, but um, oh, she, I just found it I funny. feel like she might have had an idea if she's taking the poncho off. Well, she claims she doesn't, so I'm not going to – I'm going to trust her word there. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but congrats. Congrats. So that's two of two, um, and we're just seeing another example of Darren copying you really, aren't we? Like you get engaged, you get married, yeah. and he decides to do the same thing. It's all very convenient. Well, it's very convenient. That's the thing that pisses me off. Like, do you think he's going to get married as well? Because that would be pretty, oh, I, pretty copycat material. I, I reckon like, it is. And it, then, like, it'll be like, oh, he'll go on a honeymoon as well. Like, yeah, him and Jess will buy original. a house. Like, probably yeah, get some dogs. Kids. Yeah. yeah. What's next? Dogs. Like, a dog. A dog named Leggy or something like that. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you'll get our friend up. Oh, what's a dentist? What's a Bad dental dog from last episode. The guy with the overbite. Yeah, (laughs) I forgot his name. Hope he's well. Anyway, now you can go into your bloody content, mate. I hope he's been taken, like not taken, like kidnapped, but like yeah, yeah, looked after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know what you mean. (laughs) Yeah, no. Okay, so for my content this week, I this is a bit late to the party, but I wanted to talk about from the fan engagement side of things on Mm -hmm. game day, and it's. I know we we harp on about Australian culture, but I just thought it was a good example. So um, in the NBA, the Sacramento Kings uh, haven't had a lot of success lately, but last year they um, started this new thing because they they recently built a new facility. Um, And I want to talk about like in-stadium gimmicks Mm. or in-stadium trends. Think of Port Adelaide with their... uh, Never tear us apart. Never tear us apart. So... The type of things big sporting teams do as like a ritual before or after the game that gets the fans involved. Um, so the Sacramento Kings, they had this thing where every game, home game they won, they had this thing they called light the beam. Mm-hmm. So lighting the beam basically meant that every home uh, win, that after the game they get one of the players to push this big-ass button and the whole stadium would, um, on the outside of the stadium, would have this tra- light trail of purple, that's the colour, and then the beam would shoot up into the sky. And it was really cool. Like, it, it was done really well. And 
uh, by the end of it in the playoffs, the Kings had a few wins and the fans just got around it like like it was really cool and they'd start chanting, light the beam, light the beam. And um, straight away my mind went to Australian culture, Jules. Mm. And I just I just think it's such a contrast of how cool and how big that was. Yeah. But then if you did that something like that here, how corny and how wanky it would sort of be. Yeah, how ill-received. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just like... I don't know if it's ever going to change, and we've talked about it a lot in terms of probably we probably talk about it more in uh, regards to like posting your own work and pumping yourself up. But this is another aspect of Australian culture that I just don't think that would work here. Yeah, I I tend to agree. Like, oh, what? Yeah, I I think like speaking from actually seeing stuff like this at a at a show is that like or or like in ground and and having the inside into it is it like there's just such old football fans that like yeah hate this too- shit like and yeah but surely there'd be like old sacramento king heads that they just have a better ability to like embrace it maybe i don't know basketball's like a fairly young sport though isn't it like in terms of mm. its its ability to attract a younger audience like i think so yeah I think it's like especially if we're relating to AFL and I don't know if you know any other sports off the top of your head in Australia that have these type of rituals. But, um, yeah, it's just another example of I, I don't know if that would work here and, and I'd love to, like, um, if I did a bit more research, like there would, I, I wonder if there's sort of examples that aren't a song or mm. something like that that have worked in Australian sport. Yeah, I'm sure there is. But, again, I'd I'd say there'd be few and far between. Um, yeah which is it, it is disappointing because like that stuff is cool like when it when it gets mm. pulled off like um yeah when it gets pulled off in in live and in live examples and you can see the actual output of it like it, yeah. it is quite impressive like I, i'm sure the first time someone said to port adelaide like oh we're going to sing this song before the game hundreds of people or thousands of people will be like oh that's fucking stupid i'm never going to do that yeah and then you see it and you're like oh actually that's quite it's cool. a good point like, do you think it's like a period of time that, that they need to like you almost have to push through it because it's, it's not going to be a hit straight off the bat and same thing with like could you imagine the first time someone in this sacramento king's front office or whatever said oh why don't we like light a color beam and then we can all like like that would just sound like such a shit idea in a way, but if you push through and actually create it, it goes to show it can still work. Do you think there's like a period of time that it needs to that people need to push through it? Because like nothing's gonna be like a hit straight away. And like I think to this light the beam example, could you imagine like the first time someone in the Sacramento Kings front office or whatever, wherever it came from, and they're like, Oh, why don't we have like a big purple beam that shoots up <laughs> into the sky? Like, it, I I just I think it's really cool that people back it and it actually becomes a thing because we both know how hard it would be to get off the ground, pun intended. Yeah, yeah, and it does sound like a ridiculous concept when you put it like that, but yeah, it's not a it, with these things. I also feel it's like not about what your um your prejudice might be. Like, it's about what fans see, especially young fans that like are watching these games and stuff like that and, and seeing these examples overseas and probably want to see something like this um, in their own games. Yeah, yeah. And I think you mentioned young fans. I reckon it, it, it is, like, they're the ones that are going to make these ideas work. Yeah. Like, it's no it's nobody else. No, I agree. I was going to ask, you're, do you want to touch on the Carlton breakdances or is that not No, we can talk about that. that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. So... Listeners, so Carlton tried something this year, and um, unfortunately, it's probably not um, within the the scope of games where we've won a lot. But mm. um, at home games, Jules, talk to us what you guys have brought on this year with your uh, breakdancing or dance dance crew. Dancing yeah, crew. so this was an idea that um, Danny and Ash, who work well, Ash is our head of creativity, and Danny's in the fan engagement team. Um, kind of pulled together at the start of the year. It was about changing the intro and like adding a bit of energy pre-game. Um, and one of the the ideas was bring a, a troupe of dancers down to to do like a choreographed dance. And um, each week there'd be like a, a little video about the dance that they're going to do, encourage people to do it along with them. Um, and again, like you said, some of that stuff's fallen off just because we don't have the sheer manpower to do it. But the dancers, I've got to say like, I was probably in the camp of like, oh, I don't know if this is 
a really good idea. However, you see like the people that it attracts pre-game, and I don't mean to see the people it attracts in a bad way. I mean like the the young people, the the parents, the, the mothers, like all that stuff that are just bopping along and like have their phones out watching these dances. And it's like, you know what? That's not a that's not a terrible idea. It's just something like mm. if done well, like so they don't seem like just token and, and there for for nothing. It's a really good idea. Like has yeah has a bit of impact it's not something you really have to listen to or like uh pay a lot of attention to it's just kind of going on in the background no exactly and have you had i'm curious about um how it's been received or feedback like has it been has that been positive negative or i, I don't know at this stage we're, we're about to go yeah. out with a, a, a member survey and, and find out a little bit more and i think like everything that we have done will be jaded by the the on-field performance so it's a bit hard to yeah. judge at this stage however like i said the the people uh, in an immediate like assessment of it you can see the people like clapping along filming and all that kind of stuff and you assume that that's a that's a pretty good sign like otherwise they would yeah. just be ignoring it wouldn't they no, exactly. Yeah. And I th- I just thought it was relevant because it's the first time uh, Carlton have brought it in this year and it probably relates to that period of time where you just got to push through it if it is something you want to continue with. Because yeah. hell, if it goes into the season or the season after and we're really successful, people will love it, I'm sure. Like, as you said, if you're winning on the field, they'd be like, I bloody love those dances. Yeah, it's the best thing <laughs> ever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you just don't know. So no. I think you've got to, in a bit, like you've got to cop the criticisms from some people. Because it's always the the smallest minority that will say something, um, yeah. And it's the yeah, sorry, yeah, the majority that who either don't care or think it's a good idea that will remain a bit silent. So, um, yeah, yeah, you got to try stuff in the fan engagement space and just not like you got to also probably understand the balance of like we're not in America where we're going to be that involved, but we're also not in England where we're not going to have anything at all either. Yeah. So what's what's the middle ground? Yeah. No, exactly. And I think it's just what you were saying. Um, it's whether you cater to the minority or cater to the majority. So yep. it's one of those examples. But listeners, if you've got any good examples that um, we clearly haven't thought of, like the Port Power song that have either uh, worked or failed, I'd be interested to hear them. Yeah. Send them in. Send them in. All right. That's all I had. All right. Good. Because it's on to my content now. Okay. I think we started speaking about AI a little bit um, in previous episodes, but I thought it was relevant to to bring it back to to the to the table for discussion um, with Adobe Generative Fill being released this week. And Crazy! I, I don't know if you've seen much of this, but it's pretty insane yeah. technology. Um, for those at home who might not be aware of it, it's kind of like you you lasso an area of your frame in in Adobe Photoshop. Like you don't have to use an external product. And you type in like, fill this area with a tractor, you know, harvesting corn. Anything. Yeah, like whatever yeah. it might be. And it will, it will generate that. Um, still obviously a bit buggy and whatnot. But the the concept of it is like mind-blowing because does it, and this is my question to you, Barks, like do, how much do you think this is going to change like how we, how we do stuff in the industry? Like does it make it easier from a... A photography point of view does it make it worse from a photography point of view does it make it easy from anything like what, what what are your thoughts on on what this will will do i think yeah i think um when you first raised it with me the other week and i was an ignorant um fool about it no i'm not gonna say i was a fool i just hadn't really looked into it but now my whole tiktok feed is based off of this i reckon like i've just been scrolling through particularly this generative feel or whatever it's called but no i think i think it will help a lot i think like I think it's one of those things that you can definitely use it to your advantage and it's just going to be all dependent on the creative creative on, on how you do mm. that. Like I don't think – I think it's sort of like those – do you remember like last season sometime I was talking about how photographers were getting mad at Instagram because it's not about photos anymore, it's yep. about reels and they were just saying I can't do this. Like, and the, I, I bring that up because I think it's similar to that where there's no point trying to fight it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's just no point because otherwise you're going to fall behind and that's just, it's out of your control. So you either go with it or you don't. So I think it's going to change the game a lot to answer your question, but it's just dependent on the individual, how you'll do that. Like I don't really know off the top of my head how that's going to do it straight away, but um, 
it's got it right. Like the right people will start to find things that um, more people will start to do. I think. I, I think to your point that that's so right. Like it's not a bit of technology to be afraid of. Like the more you're afraid of it and the more you resist it, the more like you're likely to fall. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice by not learning how to use it and lose it, use it to your advantage. Right. Like, yeah, it, there's, well, because your competitor is going to use it, correct? Regardless. Yeah, yeah. And like, if so, if you learn how to use it in a really cool way, that like, it's not going to replace anything at this stage. Like, we're still years upon years of that happening. However, like, if mm. you can have like the creative impact to to use it to your advantage, that's just like clever. Um, yeah, I've got an example. Oh yes, go on. So. I used my first uh, bit of AI technology for Hoop City. Oh, okay. What happened? So very, very straightforward. So in the website, Hoop City website, like most websites, you've got an about us section and then we've got our story. Mm -hmm. So a bit of a uh, history uh, paragraph on Hoop City, where they began, et cetera. Yep. Um, So I went to chat GPT and I just wrote, Something along the lines of um, using the information on hoopsy.com.au, create a, uh, I don't know if I specified how many paragraphs, but I said create a blurb or something like that um, on the, like an about, I, said, I think I just said an about us section on Hoop City and where it began. Okay. And within five seconds, 10 seconds, it started generating, it gave me far too much, maybe six paragraphs, really like well worded really accurate um yeah words about hoop city and then i literally copy and paste it in my notes i adjusted a bit of it i added a bit changed a few words but i'd say like 75 percent, 80 percent of that i left and that's on our website and it, it 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 looks good like it reads well so i'm just on the hoop city website now i've got the the screen share up for oh, those yeah. who are watching so we're looking at the about us page um so if you scroll down scroll not that bit that, this bit. Okay, so this this block of text here. Yeah. So I added a few a few bits that were very specific. For example, the types of people that were in our facilities yep. and our our development program that probably wouldn't be uh, caught by Chat GPT. But the rest is is AI. Love it. I think that this is a perfect way of how you can use it like to your advantage. Because no no shade bucks, but your skill isn't in website copy or whatever <laughs> no. it is like and sometimes you just need a starter right like you just need a starting point to yeah. then be like oh yeah like that's that's what i need um but yeah like I, I i love shit like this where you can use it to your advantage and cut down on the time that it would have taken you to write this um in its first instance and then just you know correct it as it goes along yeah and i think you're right like be aware of what your strengths and weaknesses are like that yep. that for me to try to do that, that would probably spend like a couple of hours just to make sure I was getting the right information and doing the right whatever. Like you know how many times I checked basic English crap with credit <laughs> yeah, from yeah. Carlton. Like it's not it's not something that's been involved in my job often, but with a role like this in my position, you sort of just yeah, it's like to cover your weaknesses. You might Absolutely. as well use it. And and by all means, don't don't not proofread it like oh you it's have just to like, yeah yeah you can't just copy and paste it like oh, i still found a few things that were a bit off but because that's a new ish technology i guess that's the other thing you get what you put in right like if you just put in like bare minimum you're gonna get shit but if you put in something like mid decent level of detail you get yeah. that back but you still have to you know the intricacies as a human of like oh i shouldn't say that or like this has gone on in the background i probably shouldn't mention this too much like However, yeah. like it's like I said, it's a great starting point. Um, yeah, I, and I think um, sorry, go on. There you go. I was going to say I, I another example for our listeners is I, I think I'm going to use it to we got to sort of pump up who uh, Luke Kendall is our development programs manager and we need a bit of a buy on him and I'm going to test it out just using his Wikipedia to see if it can do okay. something. We'll keep us posted. Yeah. I will. It might be a little you bit were interesting. Um, my dad actually, uh, this is really lazy of me. My dad asked me to write something for him the other day, like an ad for the something he's doing in the newspaper. And I, I had, I'd had the longest week, and it, I was like, oh fuck, I need to get this to dad um, by tomorrow. So I just went on to Chat GPT and and put in the description he sent me in 
there you are and it spat Love out it. A, a paragraph and i was like thank you that's all i need and was it good was uh, it again like it, job? it needs some changing and then what that did was it gave me two other like it just gave me a starting point where i could like have mm. another couple of ideas of my own of oh no i'll do this instead and then oh, yeah. bingo bango you're done um bingo bango i did want to share this one example i, I found from the gold coast sons of how they've cleverly integrated um the adobe generative fill into one of their contracts um i'll just refresh it so it starts from the start into one of their contract announcements so th- what they've done is for those at home who aren't watching they've just got like a, a graphic on on screen of this person who's about to to re-sign for four more years they've done the adobe generative fill in the little lasso and in the in the um, little command center they've written something like oh um, hold on, wait, it's about to start here. Generate generate news everyone wants to hear as their little prompt and it pops up with four more years for this player. Um, yeah. Short, very clever though. Um, yeah, jumping on trends, yeah. jumping on what people are actually doing. Um, and then just as like a, it's got nothing to do with anything else, but I saw this great little bit of uh, content from, uh, I don't know if whether it was actually done for one particular F1 team or whether it was done... Um, by the F1 competition itself. Um, but have a look at this. This one is not great for people who are just listening, so I do apologize. This one's more... Actually, it would work for those who are listening because you just need to hear the audio. Oh, that's not the right one. That's my egg <laughs> boss. Sorry, that's not your egg. Yeah, I, we didn't talk about it. We're going to talk about that one. Jeez, a bit rusty today. I'm very sorry. That's what I did the other week. Uh, right. Oh, I can hear it. Oh, bumpy. Really bumpy. Long straight. Ooh. Oh, is he reading it purely off the sound? All right, guys. Oh, oh, I was. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. That well is done. fantastic. I'll let one more roll. That's a really clever piece of content. Yeah. Silverstone. Bang. Ooh. Fantastic. That was quick. Yeah, so you get the idea. It's, um, again, it. The I the the noise kind of gives you the idea if you're just listening, but it's um two of the Alpha Tory drivers just sitting with um in front of a couple of microphones and they're playing the sounds of like different racetracks in the cars, and they just have to guess what um which yeah which track it is and they do it so quickly, which I guess goes to That's show really the cool. like level of detail that these drivers know. And and one of them you can see the the driver on top, he's actually making the like little um gear changes himself. Like trying <laughs> to like work out. It's it's insane. Like and that's again, that's just that's just fun content. Like they I don't know how it would have come about, but that's probably insight from um their content team being like, oh these guys must know like so much about the yeah. track and like to the point yeah, where it's, it's like a f- it's, yeah photographic memory almost fun, yeah yeah like a fun way to show that how much detail their level of knowledge yeah. it, it actually comes with the sport but it's yeah. good little bit little one for you um all right barks that's enough content for this week uh let's okay. jump into our oh, other favorites actually thing. what sorry can i um one i was about to boss this in the thing but it relates to ai have you seen anything on twitter where um content creators are taking the piss out yep. of ai yeah, where, yeah yeah i was gonna boss it so um i've just been enjoying it so for example if you've got like a video editor or a video producer that uses like these high fancy um high-end cameras and puts together this crazy video edit for their job or whatever it might be and then they'll just put it out as a tweet saying ai is crazy or yeah yeah and then it'll sort of mock the situation that ai clearly didn't do it i love it i I think there's some funny ones out there i saw a good one where it was like um oh ai is so great again a graphic designer he he does a loop and he types in on this guy's face like uh add a great sexy beard and it just adds lipstick oh, and like this really yeah. like <laughs> yeah. shitty beard onto this guy. I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. Like, yeah. yeah, there is some. Um, so, listeners, if you haven't, yeah, if you don't actually know much about this Photoshop generative fill, is that what it's called? Generative, generative fill, fill, yeah, yeah. Um, I saw some examples where you can literally choose the hairstyle of like an athlete mm. and cha- and type change to whatever, and it does it very well. So that's like the level of detail that it's actually going into, but. Anyway, th- that's probably enough. Enough. I actually saw one that w- that was used for um, jersey swaps or Guernsey swaps, oh, yeah, which, yeah. which is yeah, I was gonna say clever yeah. one because that's one that takes like so long and doesn't need to. So yeah, may as well. 
Yeah, I reckon people like you can probably start doing that type of thing for even if it's poorly done. Yeah, you can almost like uh, do it for new signings, but uh, embrace it being poorly done. Yeah, yeah, or or like because uh, it wouldn't work well in the AFL because there wouldn't be that much AI or like what Carlton Football Club is. No, but, true. Like, it would, but I think that. Yeah. I think that's what would be funny because yeah. it would just like come up with some like I don't know shark logo or something. Yeah. That's nothing to do with it. Oh, that'd be funny. Um, maybe we should try that and see what it spits out. Anyway, let's uh, let's jump into some eggs, Michael Barker. Egg of the week. Mm, egg yes, of please. The week. Um, you kick. Us I'll off. kick this off. So this one is um, it's short but sweet. Unfortunately, the if you haven't heard, Tina Turner died. Um, Icon of oh. music. I'm sorry if I'm ruining that for anyone. Um, I saw this one pop up. Uh, I don't know who Prue McSween was, but I'm guessing if Rowan Connolly's tweeting about her, she's probably someone that he doesn't like. Um, but the, the tweet <laughs> reads, RIP the amazing Tina Turner. Thank you for the joy you brought us. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. <laughs> That's the wrong artist. That's the it? wrong artist, yeah. um so like as much as it might have even been covered by um tina turner along the the line that that's definitely an aretha franklin song still Um, funny so just just check your dead person before you make a tweet like that's all it is pretty simple yeah that 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 can come down to a bit of um then maybe in the job titles check your dead people when you yeah yeah yeah. please check and also it's not a necessary tweet by this person is it it's not like their oh, followers. maybe she's in her feels. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Anyway. She was riding the raw emotion. Um, I, my my egg is your boss. Yeah. And I wanna, I, Let's I talk about this. I want to see why this. it's your boss. I want to see so, why it's your egg. <laughs> well, it seems pretty straightforward. Yeah, let's so open I'm, it up. I'm um, egging this person on the Washington Wizards, the NBA uh, team's Snapchat account, where they've clearly forgotten to log out of their Wizards, uh, Wizards Snapchat account, and they're going out, clearly a, a, a fun night on the town, and they've just put up a story. Um, I, I, I'm not really egging what the caption says, but it's clearly just one of their friends dancing while they're probably quite drunk, and it's self-explanatory. I don't really get why you're bossing it, though. Oh, fuck it. Like, it's engagement, isn't it? Like, it's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> You're not telling where they purposely did it. It could be the greatest you probably, content you strategy probably think in the they world. Do. I don't know. I, like... No way. I just... I know why this is an egg, but I can just imagine this going up because this could have been up for, like, a second. I know it says four hours ago, so maybe they forgot, but, like, the the, the think, feeling you would have as a content creator yeah. on the back of this, you would be like, fuck, like... I can't believe I've done that. Like you'd have that hot feeling come through you and like yeah, just want to be spew. Um, but also like I think it's an opportunity. Like if you fucked up, <laughs> you just got to lean into this, right? And now like all your content is just going to be stanky leg. Everything you've got is going to be that dropping that stanky leg. No, I didn't really think of that because that, that they'd be the t- again American culture. They they could turn it into a positive. Yeah, yeah. That they'd have the humor for it. I just love to be in like the next catch up yeah. with this person and their boss. And then you both know what it's like, what it's about. You're just like so. Like I just love to see if they approach it with humor or they'll genuinely pissed off. You'd have to approach it with humor, wouldn't you? Like you you got to be like, hey, we know you fucked up, and like. Let's make sure this doesn't happen, but I want to see what's gonna what you're gonna do on the back of this. And also like yeah. it's Snapchat. This is the audience for it to like do it's something true. like this, isn't it? True. And and to be honest, it could have been a lot worse, couldn't it? It could have been a lot worse. Considering Jarmarant's out there flashing a gun every time he goes <laughs> on social media. I still can't believe that. Yeah. But um yeah, no, these ones are always funny when you forget to log out of your work. Work accounts. Work accounts. Now, Barks, I know you've been really enjoying this series. I didn't put it in the um, in the the show notes because I thought you might lose your shit over it. But I've got some great mo- fa- Facebook marketplace finds. People selling people parking you. Find a couch or someone crying by a bucket of just or even a car. It's Julian's. Julian's. Facebook marketplace finds. <laughs> I actually sort of forgot about that. Okay. Carry on. All right. Here's, here's the first one I found. Red Rock Dally Chip Collectible. It's a nice. someone selling a collectible Red Rock Dally Chip. $40. Reduce. I don't know. I don't ask the questions. <laughs> I just... Uh, it's reduced. I just, 
<laughs> so it's a bargain at $40. That's... Um hit up Beck Vaxman if you're still interested in this one, my friends and enemies. Forty dollars. Not bad. Steep uh, not bad. So that's not bad. Right. <laughs> that's that's number no, one. I've got number two. Here it comes. And I know you all enjoy this one. Half drank bottle of prime. Three dollars. God. Prime, I, that's something I don't understand. Prime. Yeah, neither do I. That. Logan Paul style thing, but yeah, but like I first came across it in LA. Like people literally go nuts for yeah. it. Yeah, but yeah, well, anyway, done, another week for you. Three dollars bargain. Sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right, let's get on to some bosses. Let's get some positive energy going. Boss of the week. Boss of the week. You've already done yours. Uh, I've got another one. Oh, yeah? Um, Okay, I've got two as well. One a bit of back and forth, a bit of tennis boss. I've only got one, so do you want to start then? Yeah, that would make logical sense, wouldn't it? Um, NBA, uh, NBA finals are on. I just want to boss. If you're not a basketball fan, Jimmy Butler, Mm. he's one of the better players in the league, but he's one of the best if not the best character in the game. And um, he just does things like this go viral all the time on social media. So the Jimmy Butler plays for Miami Heat. The Miami Heat won the Eastern Conference Finals mm-hmm. last week. And um, he's just got this amazing attitude and um, belief in his team. And there's a sort of a clip that has gone viral um, where one of his teammates um, offers him the Eastern Conference Finals trophy as they're on stage because that's what they do. They all go a bit – it's like a – a reduced celebration. It's not too much, but um, his teammate offers Jimmy Butler the trophy, and then he just looks at him, shakes his head, and says, "I'll I'll hold the next one." Yeah, I just think there's such a little bite-sized, great pieces of. Well, it's, he doesn't do it for content, but he's just but the characters in the sport. You know what? Like it's you see like that, and you're you're so quickly reminded, like as cliche as it sounds, there's genuinely content everywhere. Like there's always oh, yeah. something yeah. that like you can pull out from the game a moment, like. Um, Mans was showing me this thing that they did today and it was literally like um, Chris Scott, the Geelong head coach, uh, like taking a selfie with um, one of their fans. And I mm. think the content producer there, Meg, like pulled that down and just put like highlights in her phone underneath it and like they were all watching yeah. highlights together. I'm like, that's not like hard to do. It's just like identifying the opportunity and just, rolling with it isn't it and it's similar with the jimmy yeah. butler thing like if you're that team you're like just cutting it up or letting it go because it's like oh that's content's going to be everywhere and how good's that or we'll use it a bit later on when we win the the title yeah yeah and i think and we've spoken about miami plenty of times yeah. before but they're probably the best one of the best teams at doing that and even even from a different angle with you saying there's content everywhere, it sort of gives you a different um, perspective of how closely and how quickly the Bleach reports, the House of Highlights, people are actually watching. Yeah, they're getting shit sort in. Sort of every, yeah, every second and there's clipping it up and bang, yeah. it's out there. It's not it's not hard, but it goes nuts. No, nah, I, I agree. It's, it's very like, and you're right, like Omar from House of Highlights really, like when he started that, that was the thing, wasn't it? Mm. It's like we, we can make so much stuff from all these games and all these interviews that are going on. Um, and it's so easy. It's so easy. There's nothing hard about it. Yeah. No, good one. Um, Thank you. Mine is I've been watching uh, Selling Sunsets on Netflix. I don't know if you've ever watched this show, Barks. Elise brought this to my attention. I'd probably enjoy it, but no. I don't yeah, I thought it. you would enjoy it. It's, it's along the line of maths except probably less um, – yeah, I don't know. It's surprising that you watch it though. Oh, look, you've always I'm not been a... at me for watching things like math. You get sucked in, like that's a. Oh, I've, I, t- I told you this from day oh, dot. You're like, oh, it's crap TV. I'm like, yes, that's the point. George. Yeah, that's I know. Why people like, I don't want to get sucked in. I think that's my thing, and I've just gotten sucked into this, and I, I'm not really happy okay. with myself. That that's some self reflection for me. But okay. in one of the episodes of this this show, and if you don't watch the show, it's basically like realtors um, go around selling these mansions in in um, Los Angeles and California, more specifically, I think. No, Los Angeles, not California. Um, and one of the houses had a basketball gym that was decked out with the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix like logos and stuff mm. like that. Um, I still don't really understand what. It's one of the owners, I think. Was it? Was it like? Yeah. So, so from this is from Elise. Uh, she said that um, 
So before they showed what basketball team it was, but the owner who was selling it, I don't know if they actually show them on the show, but it was basically saying that he owns this massive basketball team release. He's like, oh, yeah, it must be like a NBA team or something. And then the it shows the next scene. It's like just Southeast Melbourne Phoenix everywhere. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring up the example for those who are watching yeah. at home. I've just found it. But it's kind of just like, it's just random. You know what I mean? Like, it's just well, this gym where there's like, all of a sudden, Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. And I guess it's so niche. Like, no one in America would really know what nah, the fuck is going on. made up. Yeah. It's like, oh, you just made up your own team. So, it got me thinking, is it like <laughs> Ben Simmons' house? Because doesn't he partially own it? Doesn't John Walls uh, partially own it? Uh, John, yeah, John Wall and Dante, Dante Exum. Dante Exum. Sorry, that's the one, not Ben Simmons. Yeah. yeah. So, But no, well, did you just think it was like a big fan? <laughs> no, I, I was just genuinely ra- like racking my brains, yeah. like trying to work out who it was i thought most nbl teams were owned by um old mate larry no i think it's actually um what's his name ronnie Ron- no i don't know i think it's one of the part owners okay. he's an american guy but yeah yeah no a bit random again one of those cool. examples of content everywhere content everywhere mm. and you know it's funny like i first saw this and i'm like it probably gen that's probably genuinely nicer than the facilities that they train out of <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some guy's yeah probably house. Oh, dear. too much money um my one my last boss is back to Carlton. Uh Paddy Cripps. So everyone knows Patrick Cripps if you're in Australia. If you don't, well, don't know what you've been doing. But he's not the biggest uh sort of social media presence. But obviously Carlton uh going through a rough trot. Um are you aware of that, Jules? Do you across that? Yeah, or? no comment. No. Nah. Oh, okay, you are? Okay, cool. You follow footy. Um so he Shut up, Reggie. <sighs> hey! Meanwhile, anyway. Max is just sleeping here like an angel. Cats versus dogs. Hey? Yeah. Um. So I wasn't actually across what um what Cripps made this post in regards to, but I believe they were accused of being out, or he was accused from being um away from his team a certain point of time while they're up in Sydney, and then he's put up this nice Instagram post basically uh, coming to the defense of himself and the team, and I just don't think you see it enough. Um, in the AFL, especially with the bigger players that actually just put up, basically use their social media. I would I would say this is for good. Like I know a lot of people would be like, oh, don't bother posting about it, don't bother mm. writing about it. But he's he's put together a, like a, a good two paragraphs just sort of defending what happened. And sometimes the reason why I really like it and it's a boss is because this brings a lot of clarity when the player himself or themselves comes out with a very straightforward post you can read what it means and everyone straight away believes it's sort of fact it, it's it, it, doesn't, it doesn't take journalists or media external media sort of talking about it it just shuts it down yeah. in a way i think no i i agree um and this is going to lead into my content traversal call so I'll, I'll hold oh okay yeah but like no I, I think it's good players like just getting the truth out there themselves because the clubs are always so reluctant to to do mm. stuff like that goes against the media or like challenges them. Um, yeah. So it's good for the players to come back and be like, hey, no, like, look, this is what's happened. And to be honest, like, we're working our asses off. We know we're not doing this, this, and this. Like, sometimes shit just doesn't go your way and you've got to, you know, don't bring my personal life into it. Like, exactly. I'm just like anyone else doing a job. I have my time with my family and my friends. And I don't always have to be like at the club, like, you know, do you yeah. know, training or like thinking about training. That's actually more detrimental for me. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. I think it's a, yeah, me too. I think it's a good example that maybe, maybe more athletes just so figuring out how they can actually use like simple posts like this to their advantage. Yep. Like, I feel like there'd be a general sort of, feeling around just don't bother don't listen to the it's always that quote don't, they don't listen to the external noise but yeah in reality they do most people yeah. do and yeah and crips like a post like this is just like yeah like we know there's external noise but let me get one thing clear yeah like it's just using it to your advantage yeah i think, I think so think, as well i think there's if you do it properly it's there's power in it and there's nothing that unites people more than fighting the media yeah, it's so true, actually. Yeah. Like, even other teams. I was just scrolling. Zach Merritt, yeah. uh, Trent Cotchin, like, other teams, other big players from other teams get around. Yeah. Because it's, again, yeah, support, yeah, for you. Everyone's been in that position as an athlete, I think, where some, if, especially if you're a high-profile one. Um, but, yeah, mm. 
Yeah. No, good boss. And maybe you'd regret. Thank you. Maybe you'd regret not saying something. Yeah. After. I'll let I'll let him know. Okay. Yeah. yeah no. I'll worries. just show him this recording. Um, okay. This leads. <laughs> Listen to this fifteen-minute show, Cripper. <laughs> There's a bit about. Yeah. It. At the end, this leads to my uh, controversial call. Beautiful, because I don't have one. My one, I don't even know if it's that controversial, but I want to get it off my chest. And I'll preface this by <laughs> once again saying that the views expressed in the show are mine and not of my employer or anyone else. I love this version of Jules. His tone gets serious. and We're in for something good. But buckle up. <laughs> fuck me, Melbourne journalists need to, like, get a life. Like, sports journalists in Melbourne need to get a fucking life. Yep. Uh, examples or so just, that's it so the other day i um i sometimes leave my bike at work on a friday night and then pick it up on a saturday um just just that's what i do go for a few drinks on a friday night don't want to ride home do the sensible thing you know michael legend legend um this this evening like i went for i went back to the club a bit later on the saturday night to pick it up because i've been doing things during the day and camped out the front there was a whole bunch of melbourne media um, doing their crosses live from Carlton after they'd lost the game. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, I feel sorry for the people there because it's like, yeah, you're just doing your job and I appreciate that. But mm. you're also, like, feeding the beast by, like, continually, yeah. like, trying to make a story out of nothing. Like, it's mm. it's a little sad that, like... The media come in with often without repercussions, and will say whatever they want to say, leak what they want to leak, like without considering the implications of of what that has for not just the players, not just the like coaches or whatever, but like the staff. Like, yeah, yeah. it's tiring yeah. walking out every day and like seeing just a whole bunch of media and be like, oh, I can't even walk out the fucking front door because like I'm going to be on broadcasts or like there's a yeah. swarm of journalists in the in the cafe and like it's just really awkward because it's like can you just like yeah i like again i do appreciate feel- they're doing their job but like why why is why is why does suffering yeah. not suffering so why, why does this side of the media sell so much that's the that's well, the kind that's of question a that's yeah that's a bit that sucks because like we all we all are drawn to these. Well, if they're true, we're, we are naturally drawn yeah. to these things. Like we we do, we are interested in them, and we will read about it. But no, I'm definitely not disagreeing with you. Like I'm agreeing with you totally. And I, I think like I I'm always pretty good at understanding, or I think I'm pretty good at like trying to get the perspective of different types of jobs. They're just doing their job. Mm. It's what they're paid to do, and it's what they're meant to do. But journalists are one that I just I don't think I've ever been able to get my head around because that would ruin if I was in that position where journalism was something I'm passionate about, that would ruin it for me. Like I couldn't be proud sort of hanging in a car park, making literally, as you said, making everybody feel on edge. Yeah. I, I could not be proud of that. Like in that moment. Imagine you're just sitting out the front waiting for something to happen, almost feeling pressured by your bosses or the people around you to not make something up, but just look for everything. Like yeah, find any small <laughs> like detail. Constant, yeah. yeah, constantly analyzing to make something out of nothing. Yeah. I don't know. It'd just be exhausting. It would be exhausting, and I think that's why. Like yeah, I do have an appreciation for the amount of work that they put in. I just think sometimes like the output is always so negative. It's like yeah, yeah. I, I wonder if I wonder if realistically, like if you're in that position. I suppose you probably wouldn't last if you could just totally separate yourself from any of those negative situations. You probably couldn't, could you? You wouldn't last. Nah. Oh, yeah. You you wouldn't, like... Although, like, you just just say, like, they'd say it as a story. Like, the whole Tom Morris, like, releasing the Dimmer stuff, like, again, Mm. by the letter of the law, he's just doing his job. He's just, like... yeah. He's found the story, but that's how competitive the industry, I guess, is as well because they're all hunting for this, like, make or break story, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Oh, like vultures. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know what um, I don't know what I was listening. Maybe it was just on the radio. There's some journalist talking about um, whoever it was. I think it was 
it was Mitch Clear or something, missing out on the Dimmer story. And yeah. Just like how, like, annoyed or upset, he, or not upset with himself, but how annoyed he was at himself. And just, like, this hearing him talk about it goes back to my point about how exhausting it would be. Like, if you to, like, miss it by, like, one text message or whatever it might be, yeah. and and you're just breaking news that isn't yours, really. Like, I don't know. It's, That's the other angle I think of it. It's not yours. Yeah, it's it's wild. And... Yeah, yeah. That's wild. also I could, I'm not going to disagree. Nah, I could spend another episode on the whole Tom Morris redemption arc as well, but I don't think I will. Yeah, I don't. I don't when I saw, like, I wasn't even across. Like, I don't really watch news. Yeah. News, like, I'm not that. But then you see his back. Sort of, yeah, I just saw he got it. I'm like, what? Yeah. How did he get? Like, how is that just accepted? Mm. Anyway, you're right. That's another. That's another controversial call. But anyway, we live, we love, we mm, learn. I, I well, we don't love everything. Yeah, do no. We? But hey. That's all right. Um, that's not. Yeah, we don't need to go into that because nah. even though we do want to fight, I think we'll agree <laughs> on it. Righto. Okay, guys, wrap it up. All right. What an episode! Yeah. I enjoyed that. Good episode, um, listeners. Thank you. You too. Um, hey, I actually. Listeners, hope- sorry to interrupt, oh, but yeah. I actually had some feedback from friend of the show Ben Corson, who messaged the other day, and he said he'd he liked our, our last couple of episodes. So I think that's like a, oh. a credit to. A bit of a, a more discussion, less examples um, approach that we're trying to take. Love it. Yep. That's something we're consciously trying to do, eliminate the visual visual examples. But um, thanks, Benny boy. Hope you're well. Hope, Doing um, well. Is that a... No, I keep getting confused. I can't believe you can't even remember. He was the on the bloody one. show, streaming mate. One. Yeah, we had a both of us. Yeah, show. but what's streaming? streaming that's one. streaming yeah. one. Be seen. I know. Be seen. Yeah, it's doing good stuff. Be seen. Be seen. Be safe. Oh, we forgot the end. No, as in, I was going to give him a shout out, but be seen something. There's a third word to that. Anyway, check it out. Be seen. Yeah, just have a look for Ben um, Corson. Yeah, that's true. All right, we're rambling. Thank you for everyone uh, that tuned in to this episode 18 of season four. Uh, Jules, any last words? I hope you're well, and we'll talk next week, but. Um, I'm rambling now. Yeah, let's just wrap this up. Okay, (laughs) see ya. Bye. (laughs) Bye.